This is Voicemail, the Universal Postal Union's podcast covering the wonderful world of mail. I'm your host, Ian Kerr. In a moment, I'm joined by Patricia Lieberman, Head of Philately at Austrian Post, and Michael Dorner, he's the CEO at Various Systems and Stamp Affinity, to discuss Austrian Post's groundbreaking crypto stamp. Joining me on the line, Patricia Lieberman and Michael Dorner. Patricia is head of Philately at Austrian Post. Michael is a CEO at Avarius Systems of Stampfinity. We're going to talk about Philately and crypto and things like that. It's going to be a fascinating discussion. Before we get into all that high-tech stuff, I want to take you both back. Patricia might start with you. Tell us about your first memory of the Post. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you for asking this one. I joined the Austrian Post in 2017, so it's not that long ago in comparison to stamps at least. And what was very interesting for me to see is that I could put together my artistic side, but also my passion for cultural topics, which additionally fitted very well with my background. And that's why the Austrian Post caught my attention as an employee. And that was my starting point. And that's where the magic happened. And Michael, what about you? When you cast your mind back, where, what was your first memory of the Post? Wonderful. That's when the magic happens, what Patricia said. Yeah, the, my magic moment, my very first magic moment with the Post in general as a kid was when I received my first mail from my grandparents that just went on vacation. I was just a kid, maybe five years, six years old, and they went to Bali and they sent me this huge package of gifts from there and it was just all covered with stamps. It was beautiful. And the second very memorable moment was in 2019 when Patricia walked through our doors with this amazing, crazy sounding idea of crypto stamps at that time. Let's talk about the build-up to the crypto stamp idea then. First of all, Patricia, you've kind of already answered my question when you talked about your, how you came to be at Austrian Post, but was there anything else that sort of led you specifically to Philately? And could you also elaborate a bit on this idea of how Philately connects with innovation? Yeah, I think for me it was really interesting to see that you have for the very first time the opportunity to work also together with artists on the one hand side, but also on the other one, on the other hand, that you have to also push a company towards an economical way, you know? And this was also the starting point for me because with my background and this referring to innovation, it was like, how could we innovate as well this sector? Because people are getting older and we do have decreasing figures regarding our collectors. So I thought there must be something which could be done that we can change the system. I remember that moment when she walked in and Patricia and Eva, they were sitting here and then telling me about how secret this whole thing is and we were not supposed to talk to anybody sign an NDA, all of that. In the first place, I didn't even understand what you were talking about. For me, it was this crypto and NFTs, what the hell's an NFT? And I didn't know anything about this. And actually my staff, my, my people, especially the youngsters, they went like, go, go, Michael, we need to do this. We need to do this. This is so cool. I'm like, okay, I still have no idea what this is all about, but let's do it. And we sat down and created the first crypto stamp based on a credit card shaped phone. 
because the association with crypto and, and finance and so on. So coming from a security printing aspect, we made this first product and at launch, everybody knows it was just, it was just bombastic. Tell us a bit about the design then. You just mentioned that it's shaped like a credit card, but there's the unicorn features on there as well. Tell us a bit about how the design concept came to be. Yeah, the unicorn, it was obvious that we have to use it. As, so to say, pioneers on the market, we needed something very special. And as you all know, maybe that the unicorn stands for all those rising stars, especially in the startup scene. So we did see ourselves as rising stars. And even if we are now dominating the market, I think it was a great initial point that we used this animal. And for us, it was also always the idea of being a little bit crazy and having something that is surreal. And in this case, I always say also by the end of an interview, never give up until you have a unicorn. So there is a challenge and that's why we also use that design for the first one because we wanted to have something special. And as part of this journey then towards creating the crypto stamp, can you just share a bit more about the background? Like were there prototypes or any predecessors that that you looked towards in terms of sort of inspiration or even the foundation for the development? And can you tell us also a bit about the technologies that were crucial in bringing the crypto stamps to life? When we started with a stamp, for me, it was very important together with my team to find a shape that is somehow connected to the financial aspect. And that's when the idea raised that we need a credit card because everyone is like extremely connected to his bank card or his credit card. And this shape is somehow also standardized. And it was also before the pandemic. When we started to look for a supplier who could offer us with this special shape and we had like first talks with different kind of suppliers and then we met Mike and his team and that was the initial day when we started to also growing this idea and also prototyping and I think Mike you would like to give maybe the insight how many things we had to re-improve before we could call it a product, at least. <laughs> the cycles, the cycles and cycles again, yes. If somebody would have asked me five years ago if I would ever be printing stamps, I would have probably just laughed and run away. But Patricia and Eva, when they came in uh, with this idea, and it was so out of this world, but I loved the way they, they think, this innovative way of thinking. And we started out with the credit card shape, and that's basically where we come from. So my company is manufacturing security prints and in card shape form factor, like ID cards. And this is how we started uh, working on the first edition, where you can snap off half of that card and use it as a stamp eventually, or just keep it as a collectible altogether. And the idea of having this connection in the back and the background with, with the financial aspect. I think this was also key for the success of the first edition, but also taking it further down the road over the next couple of years, this kind of trading card game feeling stayed with it. And that was, I think, the most important part of the physical success of the stamp because we gave the single stamp not only a frame, 
but also a body where it sits inside, where it is protected. So also a unique shape, because now this yes. is something which is also very special that we could integrate the stem to this unique shape as well. Absolutely. And you mentioned it before, the way it usually works is the team from the Austrian Post, Patricia's team, they come up with an idea and then we sit down in a workshop and then it goes back and forth. It's like a wonderful tennis uh, game where it goes back and forth, back and forth until we get the perfect product. And it just works marvelously. What is so good about it that Michael is also targeting the same quality as we have and also the same quality standards? Because if you are working with such a very a sensitive topic and crypto assets are very sensitive, it's a not a very secure market, but it's a very also financed uh, related market. So what we really wanted to make sure that there is also a product which really fulfills our security issues. And in this case, we had to look for someone who is able to provide a product on the one hand, but what was also necessary to say is also the whole process of personalization. All right, yeah, lessons learned. We had a bunch of them. We didn't realize how well the market would react to this product. Let's face it, nobody really knew there would be such a hit, right? And what we did is we did add a little bit of the normal security that you usually do in the production. But what happened was that there was such a hype and such a craze about the first edition that people actually copied the original. They made copies from other countries coming in. They sold it on the secondary market, and that was a problem in the beginning. At the same time, it was a proof how well the product worked. We had to add, or we did add security features in the beginning. It was a scratch field to protect the, the seed phrase, the private seed phrase, and further on adding all the way things like encrypted NFC chips, like near field communication chips that are also uh, similar chips that are used in, in the credit card industry. And yeah, and further on, we added the security label and added some pigments just to make sure that nobody can copy the product again. Yeah, and I think what is also special is uh, our secure foil. And there was, as uh, Michael said, a lot of fraud going on. But what we did is we had a special foil, and I did see this one in another printing company when they have secured my phone, so I was not able to photograph any stamps or any sensitive documents. And then I went back to Mike and said, Michael, I need something like this. There is a foil which we react with oxygen. And he said, oh my gosh, that's standard. That's not really something cool. And then he, he tweaked the foil and he said, look, I can put it on your stand. Is it like this? And I said, yeah, yeah it solved our issue. We don't need this scratch wheel. And so sometimes what I just wanted to stress here on the line is that it happens with coincidence. Yeah. So it's not like we are really developing a product step by step and saying, okay, now we will change the foil from the scratch field. Sometimes it's just there's simply, you have to simplify things. And on the other hand, sometimes you see something and then you think how you could integrate it in as well in your product. Let's talk a bit about change then, because you mentioned earlier on, Patricia, about the you hinted at the demographic of stamp collectors. And yeah. this is a challenge that's being faced by postal operators the world over. So what have you seen changing 
in over the last few years since the crypto stamp was launched, has it changed the experience of collectors? You've you said that was a success. I mean, has it changed the business aspect of philately inside Austrian Post as well? Yeah, I would say it's a combination of all. On the one hand, it's definitely, yes, it's also a new target group that we have here elaborated and we call them the crypto heavy, so to say. But apart from that, we also saw, saw that there is a lot of general interest regarding those NFTs. And what is really state of the art should be always focused also for a modern company. And I think the Austrian Post is really also very related to like state of the art technology in other fields. And for us, it was clear that we had to do something with blockchain. And we were really also regarding this one, searching for the right business case, but it needed some time also to integrate it as well in the company. And yes, this is the second yes. Also from an internal point of view, it is for sure a good economical reason to do crypto stamps. And has there been any pushback from traditional stamp collectors at all? I wouldn't say it was a really pushback. I mean, of course, they are not very happy about new innovations regarding their stamp collections. I mean, everything that is not fitting in this album is something they don't want. But generally speaking, they were very keen regarding this one. And I think that we really have an open-minded community also regarding our classical collectors. And that was extremely nice to see that there was also feedback from our collectors. They were not like rejecting. They were more like, I need more education, which means it changed the perspective into request instead of a decline. For me, that was really interesting to see that people also in this age are very open-minded and very interesting and searching also for new ideas. And I mean, what we do with the NFT collection is that we are marking an, a historical moment in the blockchain and the blockchain will last forever. And I think that's something which people maybe are not aware and that's something which also is for me very important to make transparent. Well, what about the future then? I mean, do you anticipate that there'll be more crypto stamps launched or will it all philatelic issues be somehow twinned with a, an NFT or some sort of blockchain related technology? I couldn't say everything, but Michael's here also more related to those future ideas. But from my point of view, for sure, we do have a lot of different kind of ideas regarding that one. And there will be more for sure. But you really have to be like also looking what is the need of the market. And that's something that we really reconsider all the time. And we could just issue regular crypto stamps, so to say, but I think we need the challenge. And that's why also Michael and our team with his team, because they also love the challenge. So that's the answer. I can't tell you what will be the next product and how will look like the next years of Philately, but I can say that it will be definitely always something new. Well, I, I cannot tell you what it will be, but I, what I can tell you already is it's going to be phenomenal because 
everything that the Austrian Post uh, releases is just amazing. But what, what I can see, especially with the Austrian Post, having a big difference to, to most of the other postal su- uh, suppliers or postal offices, is their innovation. They have something called a technical innovation step. This is a program that they've had for I don't know how many years, where they always try to take a technology and combine it with stamps somehow. I mean, let's face it, in in 2019, when you would say stamps and blockchain, and you would ask, like, how would you even combine these things? Um, And they think of something. And this is innovation, thinking completely out of the box, go away from the beaten paths and try something completely disruptive and new, which, of course, may cause the classical collectors, or some of them, to say, nah, this is not for me. But in the end, they are still in because it's the first of its kind. And you know, when you ask that question, like, how is it going to change for the collectors? I can tell you a story. We've gone to a community meetup last weekend. So there is an actual CryptoStamp community, and they have meetups every quarter. And we sat there, and I asked one of the youngers, like, how do you start collecting stamps? Because it was not just about CryptoStamps. He had an album full of stamps, and I said, how did you start? And he said, well, you know, I didn't do anything with stamps before, but my grandfather bought the first crypto stamp. I didn't, I wasn't into stamps, but, and he, he came to me and asked me, could you explain me what this NFT thing is? And this is how they sat down over dinner. And so all of a sudden, the, the grandfather passed on his album and telling all the stories about the classical stamp. And the young guy replied and, and explained everything about the crypto stamps. And I think this is a wonderful story and a wonderful example of how it could go. A quick question then about the controversy about crypto or cryptocurrency, whether it's Bitcoin or one of the other cryptocurrencies. From time to time, there'll be controversy about it, uh, whether it's to do with currency exchanges or the value, things like that. What have you seen? Does, the, does any of that controversy or whatever you might want to call it flow through to or somehow affect the crypto stamp market or the perception of crypto stamps? The word crypto, of course. For most of the people, if they heard crypto, it's, uh, it's, it always sounds a little fishy. But that's not new. This has been within the hype or, or during the hype as well. But it is a difference when a governmental entity, a governmental organization like a post actually starts issuing crypto stamps or something related with crypto because there's a lot of trust. So you cannot do something fishy or something that's wrong or something with money laundering or whatever. So it's a good proof. The product itself is, and the whole solution is a good proof that crypto can be taken very seriously. But what it actually boils down to is the technology, the underlying technology And this is a solid technology that has been around for decades, but has now only uh, been started to be using in in the industry and uh, hopefully in in the postal industry in the future. Yeah. And maybe just in addition from our side, I mean, there is always regarding your questions of controversy. It's not also about crypto, but uh, also regarding the blockchain. When we started talking about how we can implement the technology of blockchain into a stamp. There was where the 
a geological controversy started because people started, you have to do it on the Ethereum chain. No, you have to do it on the other chain. No, this is the perfect chain. So I didn't know we had five different kind of developers who wanted to convince us of the perfect chain. So what is really relevant is, and I think that's really what I want to stress here is that you really have to do your homework. You really have to research what is the perfect product and what is the perfect technology, which is for you trustworthy and which could be a long-term product. And in our case, we were never ever thinking of the financial aspect regarding how can we also reflect on the market? Will we survive the ups and downs? What we were focusing on is uh, there is a new collectible product and we want to focus on stamps and it's still our main product. We really are issuing stamps, but we do add an add-on, which is an NFT. So our core is still the same and it's also the same for our collectors because they want to collect something and not to speculate on the first hand. Now, Michael, various systems recently joined the UPU Consultative Committee, which is the UPU's primary body for cooperation with the private sector. What prompted you to join the UPU Consultative Committee? And can you share a little bit about how you see the synergies between posts and tech companies in advancing this digital transformation in even specifically philately? Absolutely. Well, we decided to join because we recognize the UPU is a professional platform where postal operators and suppliers and service companies can foster collaboration to develop innovative products and services. And we see the potential in working together with everybody in the postal industry. Besides that, it's a great way to communicate with other postal organizations and also to share ideas, to work on them. And the second reason was simply because we wanted to work on a paper, on a standard for crypto stamps. So the crypto stamps came, they started out as a hype, but they became a common product, a, a solid product that's been around now for four, five years. And I think 20 countries or something have also issued a, a crypto stamp in one way or another. So I think it is important to bring out some kind of a standard, some kind of a little bit of a regulation, what a crypto stamp is. Because right now everybody says crypto stamp, a crypto stamp here and there, but some are pure digital, some are pure physical and have a digital twin, some have an NFC chip, some not. So there has to be some kind of a harmonization down the road. Yeah. And I, I think what is also necessary in this case, it's also very unclear for the customers what they buy. So that's why we did need also definitions and also policy papers. And I think the UPU in this case, and I think that's what you are referring to, is having such platforms is a perfect support also to bring together those different kind of institutions and to harmonize them, as you said. Now, Patricia, what would you recommend to other posts who are looking to travel a similar route and looking to offer crypto stamps? And especially just bearing in mind that the UPU covers a broad range of posts from the very large to the very small as well. So if you have any 
also tips on whether or not this is accessible to those smaller posts as well. Yeah, I do have a little pushy answer to that one. If you don't go forward, you go backwards. And I think that's the summary of it all. You really have to do something to change something in this perspective. And that was really something that also really a main criteria for me and my team that we really wanted to change the market. And when I talk about innovations, it's not about options to be a follower. It's more of being a market leader. And referring to something that I said earlier is also really make your homework. It's really necessary that you have a lot of different kind of conversations with stakeholders, with developers, and not just take the first choice and then be ready for the market because there is a lot of lessons learned and we did them and consult yourself, educate yourself because I think it's important to have a high quality product by the end. I absolutely agree on that. And I think it's also important to mention if you think that the crypto stamp is a cash grab, then you better not touch it at all because it's not something that you can just implement simply like any other product that you have in your shops. It's you will need a team that is dedicated to work on the project like this. But at the same time, it's it gives you innovation. It pushes a postal company forward and gives a certain head on advance, if you want, in the market. Also, simply by learning the technology, because Pretty much every department is involved in the crypto stamps, whether it's marketing, whether it's IT, whether it's sales, whether it's logistics. So the whole company as such is taken to the next level. And what I can only recommend is to do your homework, as Patricia said, do a lot of research and, and look out for the right partners and partner with other postal companies, like, for example, the Austrian Post. Now, looking forward then... Patricia, I might start with you. What's your next technological challenge? Or do you have any exciting projects ahead that you can share with us at this stage? I'm always waiting for this question because by the end, everyone wants to be the one who knows what we're going to do. But in this case, for sure, we are going uh, to a new direction. And also Michael have mentioned it. There will be, I think, quite a new leap regarding this one. But we always sat and we did our commitment to the community. And when we said, if there will be a new crypto stamp, there always has to be a new addition. So I can just say that if there will be a crypto stamp 6.0, there will be an innovation. And if not, then we will stick to the old one, but still have the most important and most valuable product on the market, so to say. But no, I cannot tell you any surprising so far. (laughs) Only thing that I can tell you is that our developers in the labs are already working effortlessly to bring out the next philatelic dream out to the market. Honestly, I think what is also interesting and what could be said that we we will for sure work together with other post companies. That is something which we really still are focusing on within the next years. And on the other hand, with very well-known artists, we do have a lot of requests and we also want to fulfill that. And I think that is something that people can rely on 
that we really will go further. Indeed, the fact that there have been various joint philatelic issues between posts over the years underlines the importance of collaboration. And as you both said earlier about standards, if there's going to be any sort of joint issue of crypto stamps in the future, there needs to be standards. Looking forward then, can you share sort of any other tips or advice or observations with regard to philately in general and how the whole postal sector can approach philately? Yes, I think the biggest misconception from the postal industry is to bring out more and more stamps for a cheaper and cheaper price because they're so afraid to lose their collectors. In fact, what you want to do is the exact opposite because let's face it by the name, face value. If you take the Austrian Post, they released a stamp, uh, a golden edition stamp with a face value of 500 euros, a collectible, and it was sold out immediately and it ended up in the Guinness World Book of Records. So I think what is important is to break the barriers and thinking completely outside of the box, not being limited by face values or a declining customer rates or something like that. Yeah, and I think moreover to this is that disrupting the market is the key. And I think moreover to this is that we are now hitting 1 million or on the 1st of September, we have issued 1 million crypto stamps connecting to a physical stamp. And that's a jubilee and that's really a leap which we are proud of. And I think that really proves that we did our homework and that we have really consistent product. And that is also what Mike is referring, that you have to be brave also to disrupt the market and not just go with the flow, so to say. So there we have it, everybody. A look behind the digital curtain, so to speak, of how Austrian Post, along with various systems and Stampfinity, developed the first crypto stamp and some insights into where the sector might be headed. It's exciting times for Philately. Patricia Lieberman, head of Philately at Austrian Post, and Michael Dorner, CEO at Various Systems Stamfinity. Thank you very much for joining us on the UPU Voicemail Podcast today. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Voicemail, the official podcast of the Universal Postal Union. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform and you'll get each episode downloaded to the device of your choosing as it's released. My thanks to the team at the UPU for their help putting together this episode. I'm your host, Ian Kerr, and I look forward to your company next time on Voicemail, the podcast of the UPU.